Hey, Matt. Mark, my man. What's up? How are you? <laughs> good, good. I'm ready. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm leaving on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Like I, I, I just don't like traveling. Fair. <laughs> so it's so stressful. Like um, knowing all the the rules of what what you pack, what can be in check in, what can be in carry on, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like I think a whole day of traveling. So I'm not looking forward to it. Right. But uh, but but I'm I'm ready. Like I, I made sure like all my servers are provisioned. So mm-hmm. <laughs> while I'm gone, um, uh, Evergreen Support is is doing a great job. So I really feel confident that yeah I won't be missed. Yep. Apparently the resort has great internet. So cool. I'll I'll be checking emails like every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I feel like I think I'll I'll actually be able to to relax. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Sweet. Cause, because the last time I took a vacation was, we did a, a short camping trip last summer. And yeah, that didn't, that didn't feel very relaxing sometimes. Sure. To be a problem and oh shit. And of course I'm camping, right? So it's like, <laughs> pull out the cell phone, tether the laptop yeah. and it's so, but now I feel like, no, I, I don't, I, I think first of all, like ever, evergreen, like handles a huge percentage of the emails now. So, okay. So I don't think will be much for me to do. Okay, great. Except drink pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> I need photos of you on the beach, just <laughs> shit faced. <laughs> like, check my Instagram. That's all it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can have this life it's too. Like... <laughs> Follow me for more tips. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, I'm you know, feeling feeling confident that I'll be able to to relax. Awesome. Everything's under control. So yeah, how about you? Yeah, I have uh, lots to talk about. I've got some questions for you or looking for some input. So uh, let's start with updates on the G-Drive fixer. So after our call, uh, I went out and I did exactly what we talked about. Went into the forums, started posting, trying to engage with people who have this problem. And first thing I did was I went into the Apple forum and I was like, here are some suggestions for how to fix it yourself. I figured out like a manual workaround using Simlinks and a few other things. It's still a manual process, but I was like, you know, I'll add value to the forum. And then I was like, or, you know, if I'm working on building something that fixes this automatically, here's a link. And then Apple auto edited my message and removed the link to my site Oh, because they're like, oh, you can't promote. You're not allowed to promote yourself. And I was like, but I, I told you that this is, is right. this can't be, it doesn't matter. So I couldn't edit the yeah. thing. I can't go back. So it's like, all right, well, I committed the sin of forgetting that <laughs> you can't directly self-promote. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go into some more subreddits and I'll try to do it a little more gracefully. So I, I kind of scoured a lot of like OSX help, um, just a lot of like subreddits where these kinds of discussions are happening. And I'm posting, I'm trying to engage with people, these sorts of things. And I'm seeing more people with the issue and I'm being helpful. I'm throwing out the manual fixes. I'm engaging with people and I'm dropping my link where it's appropriate, um, that kind of thing. And zero clicks. They're not, z- not, not yeah. zero, but they all bounce. Everyone bounces. They land on it, they bounce. So I played around with my ads a little bit more. Uh, I changed the landing page a little bit more, just trying to get a little more data. 
And like, I can't get people to click. I, j- I just can't get people to entertain the offer. So, um, I, after getting slapped by Apple <laughs> and everything else, I was like, well, I, I, is that it? I don't know. So I, I, there doesn't seem to be a high enough traffic for this problem, or at least enough people talking about this in a specific place where I can actually garner attention. So looking at it, it's like, I mean, unless I can talk to specific people about it and get them entertained or interested, then like, I'm kind of dead in the water. Like there's just not enough people with this problem for me to be able to reach. Um, right. so I'm, I kind of hit a wall. I, I don't know that there's any more I can do. So aside from like going, you know, I continue to search on, you know, Facebook's not that helpful, but trying to find groups where discussions like this might be happening. Reddit is kind of my go-to and of course the Apple forums, but like, yeah, I don't know what else there is to do. Well, yeah, maybe there is nothing else to do. Yeah. Aren't you glad you didn't write the code? Aren't you glad you didn't write the code? Exactly. Right. Like I, you know, it took me however long, like I think in total sum, I've probably spent 10 hours in all like, well, actually and half of that was trying to get Google analytics to work, but like, you know, like it probably 10 to 12 hours of implementing the thing and then going out and writing and finding and that sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, I didn't spend that much time, but I don't know where else to take it. So I think it's kind of toast. Yeah. I think, I think so too. Yeah. Like if you, you, cause he, cause even if you did build it, like how the hell are you going to sell it? Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Like none of those channels are working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there was another channel that I'm not aware of, like after the episode, uh, I got a couple of tweets from people who heard it. Like Chris, uh, tweeted at me and kind of linked me to a Google store or like, um, the right. app store. So I was checking that out to see if there's opportunities to list something like that. Um, those app stores are very strange. It's It would be an interesting experiment to list there and see if you get traffic, but you can only list there if you have something that's working, I assume. Well, I don't know. I, it feels yeah. a little dishonest to be like, I have a thing that doesn't work, but I'm going to list it here and see if I can get people to download it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I think, I, think, I think it has to be a fully functional yeah. app to be in those marketplaces. Yeah, it would feel unfair. To, to do that and also it's most likely a review process yeah i would fucking hope so <laughs> like oh my god because otherwise <laughs> it's silly um but yeah there's some interesting apps there with a lot of downloads so it could be an interesting channel in the future but yeah i i don't know what else to do um so yeah didn't write any code cost me barely anything in time and in money so and i learned a bunch of stuff learned a lot about google ads that kind of thing so that's great right Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so I kind of, I was, uh, I had a feeling it was going to die, but, uh, so I've kind of had it sitting by the wayside waiting to talk with you again to see what you thought, but yeah, cool. Um, great. So, uh, next experiment. So, uh, oh, wait, uh, wait, so mm-hmm. like, how do you feel overall about it though? Like you feel like it was successful? Yeah. Like it was a successful experiment. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish it, okay. I wish it had worked, but, uh, I threw away a lot of the, like oh it's got to be perfect or it's got to be like this or like this and it's like no 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 fake the shit out of it and like try to speak to your customers speak to people get in front of them it was a great exercise um and i'm glad i perfect. did it cool um so yeah so after that i was thinking about next experiments so i um i learned a lot about render.com the platform as a service on my last contract and thought um all right, like I've learned a lot about render.com. I wonder what people are looking for. What are they interested in? That kind of thing. So, um, man, this one is tough. So 
Uh, there are definitely users out there. <laughs> users for render.com certainly exist, but I couldn't find a place where they're conversing online. So there are support forums for render, but there's not really discussion. It's kind of like the app doesn't build and it dies with this error. What do I do? <laughs> so it's very, it's leaning very heavily on render support to be like, oh, you're, you have an SSL error. There's, there was a process, there was a backend process that failed. I reran it and you're, you're good now. Um, so things like that. Um, they do have, uh, they do have like a roadmap. They publish their roadmap, and you can submit an issue and upvote. And there's a little bit of discussion that happens in there. Um, some of those items are actionable, and some of them are not, because it's like, oh, render can't pull Docker images from, like, you have to build the Docker image to give it to render in order to use it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty nice if you could pull auth and pull from ECR or something like that, but. Uh, that's kind of an infrastructure level thing that is hard to, <laughs> that's kind of hard to hack. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking about some solutions for like how to maybe provide this, but it's like, oh yeah, but <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're doing some crazy shit that like maybe you don't want to do in people's production environments. So, you know, I, I, they, they do express their issues, but a lot of them are render specific. Um, can't really, it, it's difficult for me to, to, uh, to actually do something in there or, or fix something meaningful. Right. Um, so took a look at a lot of this um, and I found that they have an open source repo. So I took a look in there and was playing around with it because I had thought actually of building my own uh, CLI. Like, have you used Heroku before? Uh, no, but I used Doku. Okay, perfect. So. so did Doku have a useful like CLI tool to interact with your uh, Doku? Actually, I I don't know if there is one for for your developer station. Okay. Like they, they have a CLI on the server. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so it is a little different than Uroku where you run the command mm -hmm. from, from your developer machine. Right. Like you create your app there. Yep. yep. Here you log into the server and create your app. Yep. Okay. I, I actually prefer that. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not that interested in, in doing the like app creation like via CLI like I would much prefer either like a Terraform script or, or a GUI or whatever um, right. but uh, I will say though that the Heroku CLI was really really useful for interacting with your app pulling logs checking configurations like all kinds of things um, and I was like man I, that's really missing from, from render render could really use a CLI so, uh, and they have a public API. So I, I was thinking like, maybe I should build a CLI. So they actually wrote their own and it's very alpha right now, but it's still useful. It's missing a lot. Um, but I had taken a look at it and played around with it. And I was thinking like, oh, it'd be kind of neat to actually try to like write this myself or write a better version or a different version or something that's more helpful because Render's still a small company. I know that they have somebody working on this, but I don't know how dedicated he is to it. I made a PR against their repo uh, and, you know, it took a couple days, but the guy got back to me and merged it, which was cool. Um, so I still feel very interested in render, but I don't know if there's a channel like outside of C outside of SEO. I don't know how to reach any of these people. Like I was thinking maybe I could, I could write some articles and then try to run some ads against them, but I don't even know what articles people are interested in or like the questions that people have because the support forum is like my app won't build or, or something like, yeah. So uh, I'm not like, I want to write something that people find useful and, and answers a question that people have, but I have no, um, 
I don't know what the questions people have. It's yeah, it's it's a little tricky. Um, so I, it render really feels kind of inaccessible. I mean, even if I had written a render CLI, like the search volume for like render CLI is very very low. I mean, maybe if I'd right. gotten some props from uh, from render, like retweets from their Twitter account or some kind of like co-sponsorship or something, maybe. But like, yeah, it's very strange. Um, but uh, isn't it something that go, they will build? Like, and do you think developers would expect us to be free and open source? Oh, like a CLI tool? Yeah. Uh, probably. It's a good question. I mean, if you like brew installed a CLI tool, and most CLI tools are open source. I'm trying to think of one that isn't. Right. Especially yeah, when you exactly. run it from the terminal. It's like, I need to be able to see the code. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really, you want me to run this binary on my my computer? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the only thing, the only time I do that is with games. Everything else I access as a as like a web app. So yeah, mm. so yeah. Um, but even still, like you know, let's just. I, I was just thinking, run through the idea of, or you know, think about the fact that maybe this could work. Maybe there is a CLI that people are willing to pay for. Um, how do you? I don't know. Like, how do you, uh, what would that even look like? Like, could you even sell that even if it existed and people were, were interested in it? Right. Um, yeah. Is, is like you're saying you, there's the forums, but it's really, it seems to be more like renders public support. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's very, very specific. So it'll be like, yeah, I, this thing won't build or I'm getting this error. What's the problem? Okay. Like, um, what about starting a community? So, that is definitely on the table. So I've looked at like Reddit, for example, and there's no render subreddit. Um, so I, really? I considered starting one and just being like, I'll just take it and be the moderator and oh, yeah. try it. Do it. Um, no, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it now before someone else does. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no idea if there's... Yeah, I guess I could give it a, yeah, maybe I'll just give it a try. I'll just start it and like maybe I'll write a couple articles and post them there and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because um, yeah, anything you post there is going to have way better SEO than starting your own blog mm -hmm. about render. But if you can be the moderator of the render subreddit, mm. like that gives you superpowers. Yeah, that's true. Like it gives you a privilege that no one else has mm. where you say, oh, does, you know, the rule is no self-promotion. But the yeah, moderator, the moderator sometimes can bend the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's privileges. Yeah, I have a friend that um, I won't reveal mm. what what subreddit, but yeah, he was he started a subreddit like years ago, and he was a moderator. And it's only like many years later that he created a product for that niche. Okay. But now, like being the moderator of that subreddit, which has like thousands and thousands of users, wow. is like it's like an unfair advantage. Cool. Like he can, yeah, he could freely push his product in it without any repercussions. Mm. And of course, you know, he's not trying to be too spammy about it, but, yeah. but everyone else that does it gets, you know, <laughs> banned or blocked or shadow banned. <laughs> exactly. Mm. No, no, it's a definitely create the subreddit before this episode yeah. is, is, released fair enough yeah maybe i will i'll create it and yeah because i have a couple of things that I, ideas are just lessons learned that i came up with so i could just like write them down and post them and stick them in i'll, I'll post them personally and then stick them in the uh 
yeah. provide links to it inside of the render um, subreddit and see what happens. I don't know. Or like just, yeah, as text posts in yeah. the subreddit. Yeah. Like don't even have a domain name or a, oh, good a point. blog. Yeah. Because the subreddit is definitely going to have an unfair advantage in SEO. Like, mm. like anything on, on the reddit.com domain is going to rank better than some brand new blog. Or, True. Okay. So yeah, um, that's about the only uh, idea that I have for experimentation in the render space. There's nobody else really talking about stuff outside of the support forums or the, yeah, the um, feature request board, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't know Reddit that well. I don't use it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, are there rules? Like, can, like if render is trademarked, is, Mm -hmm. is render allowed to like take over a subreddit? Good question. I'll have to check. Like, I, I don't know anything about that because then, yeah, I mean, that would suck if you build, you build it and then it starts growing and then they, they could just come in and say, Hey, that that's our trade. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Thanks. But, uh, but yeah, starting a community could be an interesting long game. Like I would, I would try to time box how much time I spent on yeah. it. Cause it's, it's really a long game, right? It's like, you don't even know what the product is. You're going to sell them, but it's an opportunity to, to create that community now and as render grows the community will grow and eventually it might be an unfair advantage that you are in charge of this community yeah totally all right maybe i'll create that and just throw some things in there and see what happens um cool so uh after i spent a bunch of time looking at render um i was feeling a little disheartened i'm like yeah after all this after all this momentum that i had from uh from last week when I was trying all these things and I was feeling really good. I was starting to feel like that drag happening and I was just thinking, Oh God damn it. I don't want to get frustrated by this again. So on Thursday I was feeling, I was feeling pretty shitty (laughs) and, but it's funny because so one thing I've really been doing uh, for a little while now is Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, I sit down and I plan out my week And I do that by looking at the goals that I have set for the week and then allocating time in my week for when I'm going to do each thing and how I'm going to do it. So, um, so for example, part of my, um, I have some athletic goals. I have some other goals. So one of my personal goals is around fashion. Uh, I need new clothes. I need to replace every piece of clothing that I own because they're rotting off my body. Um, so I, set out to replace my entire wardrobe and on thursday i think i got like five random compliments from people they're like oh i really like your jacket like oh i really like that shirt that's really cool and like all of a sudden it's like the all of the goals that i had set up for myself that i've been taking meaningful steps towards completing people like oh i really like that and it's like fuck yeah you like that what a win like and it (laughs) It took me a second to like step back and be like, that's a really cool win that I, because I have a very specific taste of what I wear. And it's like, oh, actually people see it and recognize it because I'm going towards me. I'm going towards my values. And it was just kind of cool to stand back and be like, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm winning here. This is, these are wins. Nice. Yeah. Immediate feedback. Yeah. So it'd be great if it were making me money or or something like that, but, or getting me closer (laughs) towards a business. But um, it was nice to be able to like look at it and say, okay, even if even if I'm kind of like dragging in this area, I'm still winning over here, which is really nice. Um, 
So other than that, uh, I've been playing around in the e-commerce space. So I think I mentioned it before, but I made some friends in this co-working space who are in the e-commerce space and I've linked up with them and they've got some ideas for, um, they've got some ideas for some products they'd like to try or that kind of thing. So we've been talking a lot about the market and trying to understand what do people in the e-commerce space want? It's a very hot space. Um, so one of the guys that I met runs a, uh, Amazon store. He uses FBA fulfillment by Amazon. And, uh, so he gave me access to the, to his API. So I'm able to pull his data and I'm using the Amazon APIs to pull data and learn a little bit about the data model and how it all works. So I built a very simple, like PNL tool basically. So like for a given order, there's a certain number of financial events of like, what's the principal? What's the tax? Did they gift wrap it? There's tax on this, get that gift wrapping. Was there extra shipping? There's tax on that shipping. Like it just is on, on and on and on. So I wrote a little PL tool that reconciles to the order to say like, this order happened. They paid this much per SKU. These were your costs and this is your profit. So I can round up like per order per day and I can see all of that stuff to be like, what's the PNL on your store? It's very interesting. Um, so that's been kind of fun to stick my nose in. So uh, so I think like, oh, so maybe I want to learn a little bit more about e-commerce. Like, you know, I'm helping these guys, but maybe there's maybe there's more I can learn. So I started to join a lot of subreddits and these kinds of things, just seeing like, what are these people up to? Um, is there anything I can do to help? So first of all, <laughs> like I probably can help them, but uh, it, it, there's nothing like digging into a niche to realize how much you don't know of just like there all the acronyms <laughs> and like everything else just like oh jesus i don't know what most of this stuff means right. so um i had a question for you about the beginnings of power importer so if i recall what you said was when you were getting started you were actually going to start it as a, you were you were thinking you were going to start a no code agency and then you quickly learned that you don't want to do that you would rather help people in the no code space and then you talked about people having this sinking problem how did you recognize that syncing problem? Like, were you already using Webflow and Bubble and Airtable and you were like, oh, I, I know what they're talking about? Or were you like, oh, what are they talking about, this syncing thing? And then you kind of dug into it. Like, yeah, how much familiarity at that time did you have with the different no-code tools? So, yeah, I decided I was going to start like a yeah, no-code agency mm -hmm. to build MVPs for people, right? Because right? I thought it was really cool because then... You can ship it to them and then they can maintain it themselves. Right. But I had never done any of it before. I had never used Bubble. I never used Webflow. Mm -hmm. But I know I'm a little cocky. I figured, <laughs> hey, I know how to code. Yeah. I'll figure it out, right? I'm good at that game. I'll be good at this game too. <laughs> exactly. So so what I did is I, I reached out to one of my friends that, that had told me he, he wanted to build something. Mm -hmm. So then I said, hey, like, can you tell me more about this thing you're trying to build and maybe I can build it for you. So basically it was going to be a, a test mm -hmm. run. So give me, give me an actual example of something you're trying to build with no code. And in this case, he was going to use Webflow and let's see if I can actually build mm -hmm. it. Uh, so yeah. So he told me about this idea, this thing he was trying to build. And then when I started to think, how would I build it with Webflow? That's when I started to learn about Webflow and the CMS. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's when I realized like, it wasn't going to work like because <laughs> you needed to be able to update the data regularly. Right. Um, and it just Webflow at the time had a CSV import, but it had no way of updating like mass updating uh -huh. data through CSV. Okay. 
So that's when I also realized that the data model he needed had a lot of, um, like I really had to, to normalize the model and have tables as join tables, right. like in the CMS. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really support join tables, but you know, that, that concept that, yeah. I, you know, there's a CMS item that represents the connection of two other CMS collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, then forget it. It was impossible to manage it with Webflow because there was no way to, to even set reference fields in Webflow through a CSV import. Right. So I, so I, then I, I started reading the API documentation and I figured out quickly a format for a CSV file that he could update. And then my script would be able to take that, load it and update the CMS like from that CSV file. I see. So the, the script was taking a CSV file and then calling the CMS API in order to accomplish what he wanted. Exactly. That's it. So then, so then, yeah, I figured, okay, this is going to work. This, this model, like how do I model his, his, uh, CMS Mm -hmm. And this script would allow him to regularly update the data with with a simple spreadsheet, and that's when I realized, like, whoa, this is a this was a huge problem, right? <laughs> and the no code tools cannot do this, mm. like, and so that's yeah, that's when I got the idea that well, this script like could probably be used. I mean, it was it was very specific to his model, sure. but the, the you know I could easily turn this into a generic solution that works for any model. Mm. So that yeah, that's when I had the idea that. Yeah, I don't want a no-code agency. Right. <laughs> this problem looks more interesting. So, uh, okay. Yeah. And that's when I went in the forums and I quickly realized, yeah, so many other people needed to update their CMS like, with with a mass update. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because the, the reason I ask is because I'm actually considering uh, starting my own e-commerce store, like whether it's on doing something on FBA or doing something over Shopify. Like I, I've been considering doing it just because it'll allow me to learn more about what these people are talking about and identify more strongly with their problems. Um, part of me is thinking like, do you need to start an e-commerce? Like, is that, <laughs> I mean, if you want to get into e-commerce, like maybe that's what it takes. Uh, I don't know. Um, it would be better or it, it feels uh, the, it, the impatient part of my brain is like, pick something else, dude, <laughs> like, pick something easier that is more like te- that plays more to your skills that you have more immediately than trying to start an e-commerce store in order to learn how these people work in order to do this thing. Um, although it might be kind of fun to start an e-commerce store. I've never done anything like that before. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think an e-commerce store has a lot of, of moving parts. Yeah. Right. And, and I think a huge part of it, I mean, unless you're, you're just putting stuff on Amazon that you don't have to do marketing, I'm assuming. Yeah. But if you're going to run a Shopify store, then you have to do the marketing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It seems, it seems like a big project. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I kind of agree. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I just wish that it wasn't, uh, like I, I keep coming back to your adventures with no code because it's leveraging, like the whole point of no code is to accomplish something technical that's like code adjacent. So you're like, great, like I can learn these tools. I can understand how they work and how they call out and all these kinds of things. And part of me is like, it'd be great if that's what I could focus on rather than being like, I have to start an e-commerce store so I can begin to learning how to help these people. But you know, I mean, yeah, Yeah. not sure. My gut, my gut is that starting an e-commerce store is such a huge job Mm -hmm. that you met that you may as well do it. Like as your business, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, if I'm going to do e-commerce, 
yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn how it's done. I'm going to talk to people who have done it. I'll maybe buy an, an online course. And But I don't, I don't know if, yeah, running an e-commerce store is really using your unfair advantage as a developer. Yeah, I kind of agree. Although it's interesting, like... I guess what we're maybe we're what we're talking about a little bit is moats. Like I I don't know. I I was having, you know, even after getting compliments on my clothes <laughs> and everything and and uh and you know, setting a couple of PRs in the gym. I I've been feeling like I've been drowning a little bit of just like okay, like I've got a little I've got a lot of indecision and maybe the most important thing is to just get moving. But I watched uh, I've been watching a couple of the uh, I've been watching Patio 11 on the <laughs> on the uh, microconf um, YouTube channel just to hype myself up. Nothing nothing gets the blood flowing like Patrick McKenzie. Um, yeah. But I think in, it was either one of his talks or maybe it was in a Rob Walling talk or something, but it was talking about that unfair advantage. And I was in agreement of like, you're right. Like I do have, I, I, you know, I was kind of going through a journaling exercise of what are my unfair advantages and how can I play to those? Um because yeah, right now I'm just having problems sniffing out opportunity because everything feels insurmountable or not insurmountable. Like I'm very good at convincing myself to not do things. So to move forward and do something, it's, it feels like a, it feels like a big effort. So I want to be leveraging my unfair advantages when I can. I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles, but. Because you have access to the, to this friend in e-commerce, yeah. right? Like, and they give you their API, mm-hmm. you already built simple tool did they did they use the tool like did they give you any feedback about uh they're uh they're that's coming this week i i finished it over the weekend so i'll get some feedback from them uh okay today or tomorrow because yeah if that you know if they give you feedback and say yeah that was that was useful like that's useful i like it maybe they'll even say oh could it also do this could also do that so Mm -hmm. maybe it will grow from that Mm -hmm. if they're not willing to pay for it it might be an interesting lead magnet yeah like you could offer this for free in exchange for an email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess because I've been thinking about that too. There's a, one of the things that I set out to build was uh, like on Shopify, uh, Shopify will send you a push notification every time you get a sale. And there are some tools out there that you can buy that will do the same thing. Um, but I was like, oh, that sounds like a f- really fun lead magnet. Like it's a free tool. You just got to give me your email address and I'll send you a push notification or an email or something whenever you get a, whenever you get a new sale. It's like a dopamine machine, <laughs> but, right. uh, and I could totally build that. That's, that's not difficult to build really. Um, I've just been thinking about like, cause I, 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 I really want to be helpful. I'm, I'm trying to find new and interesting ways to be unique and helpful. And, uh, a lot of what I've seen in a lot of these forums, like I know there's a lot of like, uh, secret invite only Facebook groups out there in the e-commerce space. I feel like they're famous for their, uh, for their, for their gatherings and trying to figure out how to get in there or how to be helpful enough that I can get an invitation to something like that. Or I don't know, but yeah, I'm def- at least right now I'm finding that like, I, I understand so little of what they're talking about that I'm not even able to be helpful or they're not asking technical enough questions on the Shopify side, maybe a little bit more, but on the Amazon side, not so much. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I would use that as as your your reading list. It's like, all right, each time they mention something that you don't understand, write it down and then research those things. Yeah. You know, instead of like deciding, I'm going to learn everything mm-hmm. by running my own e-commerce store and then I will identify problems that are unsolved. Mm-hmm. That seems like a long road. It seems like a big bet. Yeah, yeah. Right? That, great. That's a great way to put it. 
it's a big bet to go out and be like, I'm going to start an e-commerce store so that I can gain the knowledge to help these people. Yeah. And that's why I was saying at that point, you might as well run an e-commerce store. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like if there's a way of making money with e-commerce, like you might as well do it. Mm. But, um, I mean, my, my opinion is that it, that's not your unfair advantage. Like mm-hmm. you're a developer, only 1% of the population are developers. Like it's, it's a superpower. Yeah. And if you can provide that power to all of these non-technical e-commerce store owners, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good first start, like this small tool that generates the PL for, for orders. Mm-hmm. Once you get feedback and see what, what that leads to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at least with this, I can, uh, with the, the guys I'm working with, they can give me some, some feedback, help me understand, like if it's giving them what they need right now, it just kind of spits out a CSV that you can import into Excel, but looking at everything and saying, okay, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? And then, yeah. Cause like the, the Amazon models are pretty interesting. There's a lot of very region specific things in there. Um, that, yeah, that the, the documentation is, doesn't make very clear. It just kind of says like, oh, this is a, this is a, I don't know, some kind of tax withholding fee. And you're like, can I get a description of that fee? And it'll be like, this is a tax withholding fee of this type. And you're like, great. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of been what I've been doing. Like that you've been talking about, like, it's just a reading list. Like every time I come up with a, and I encounter an acronym or something like that, I'm taking a look. Already, I can see a couple of opportunities or I mean, one very common thing that people (laughs) I see all the time is people saying like, oh, man, people people don't know if a drop in performance is because of a competitor, because like Amazon is I'm learning more about the Amazon ecosystem and selling on Amazon is very interesting because it's a totally closed ecosystem. What they want you to do is to send stuff to their warehouses. They also do, you, you can fulfill the orders yourself if you want to, but s- send them your stuff and then have, and then tell them what price you want to charge. And then they take care of everything. So like there's these automatic pricing things, like do you show up in the Amazon buy box? Like there's all these kinds of things. So when people are like, oh, my sales are down, they want to know like, am I being scooped? is everybody else's sales down? Like what could be causing this issue? So already I was thinking like, it'd be very funny if, if you could like anonymously collect data and share it amongst people to be like, (laughs) to answer the question, is it just me or so like, I can tell you across the board, maybe in your category, like are sales down or are you down? Because most of the time it's probably you. But it also depends because I think people, they, I think there's a general understanding of the market, like of, uh, of the mark of market cycles. So like, Oh, it's always the third week of February. Like it's always in the toilet or I don't know, like people have these preconceptions that there are market cycles and they want to know, like, is this a market cycle or am I fucking up? That's, that sounds like a great problem to solve. Yeah. I have no idea how to know. get is, people to, is there, an, <laughs> is there an ahref of, of Amazon rankings? Uh, I would imagine not, but I know that you can do like, you can do Amazon, uh, you can do PPC inside of Amazon and like pick your keywords yeah. of what you want to rank for. So, I mean, I don't know how people... But is there a way, yeah. you know, like to, you know, like I pick, let's say I'm selling wallets and I want to, I want to track the word wallet and I want to know like what position I'm in and my, am I going down in position? Like am I, am I showing up? Am mm. I disappearing from results in a certain country? Right. Like that kind of monitoring, like... Like you said, like they're looking for a reason, like why are, why are sales down? 
Is it, is it because there's more competition? So I'm lower down on, on the results for the word wallets? Yeah, it looks like Href like, has an Amazon keyword tool. Okay. Find what yeah, people that's are what searching thinking. for. It has to Amazon. exist. Yeah, I mean, unless Amazon decided they didn't want to didn't want to sell that data. Well, I mean, like you said, Amazon wants you to buy ads. Mm-hmm. Like they want you, yeah, if, if your sales go down, their solution is, oh, it's simple. Just buy ads and your product will appear on the, on the top. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've been seeing a few things of people talking about like, oh yeah, is it just me or, but it's also very interesting because I have no idea how um, I'm getting the feeling that, you know, for smaller sellers, they kind of do this micromanagement of the store. Like, oh, is my... I don't know, like, are my competitors running a promotion? Like, do I also have to run a promotion so that I win the buy box? And like, there's all these like micromanagement things. And then there are the people that are just winning. They have a product and maybe they just don't have a lot of competitors or maybe they're just happy with the price and their margins. And they just sit there and they don't micromanage. They do other things. But I think it has to do with like, you know, there's a there's always going to be a size of store of people who are like, I'm too... I'm too busy to micromanage. I, I have bigger things to worry about. But yeah, I, I'm still learning. There's still a, a lot I don't know. And I'm sure there's a lot of tools out there, mm-hmm. really, because we, we don't know the space at all. But I mean, to me, it seems like there must there must be. All of these tools that we have for, for SEO, mm-hmm. they must exist for for Amazon or, or those tools that monitor forums for you. Like mm-hmm. They must have the equivalent for monitoring your, your competitors' mm-hmm. listings. Totally. I uh, like I want to know are my are my competitors adding products to their to their catalog or yeah are they changing their pricing? I found a and I want to know in all countries. <laughs> I found a uh, a very interesting tool. For some reason, it's free. I I don't really don't understand this, but um, whenever you import something into, uh, I think this guy's based in the states. Anytime you import something into the states, that's a matter of public record. So yeah. So it, uh, I don't know if you can say, if you can figure out like exactly what the item is, but items will always have a number of codes that classify the item so that they can charge appropriate duty on import. So this guy indexes all of the, <laughs> he indexes all of these. So you can, if there's a company name, you know, you can type it in and it says, this is what the people are, this is what this company is importing. These are the codes that it falls under and it'll give you like heat maps and stuff. And then it also says things like, oh, this company may be operating under aliases. And here's a list of aliases that we think might be this company. I, I saw this and was like, I can't believe this dude made this a free tool. This is crazy. It's very interesting. But yeah, it gives you some ideas of like, where is it coming from? It, like you can put in a, you can put in a company and say, uh, who are their suppliers? Like, really, that's the question this is answering. Uh, who are the suppliers for this company? And yeah, it's it's wild. It's very interesting. Uh, it, wow. It's called uh, Import Yeti. Uh, and it's nice, too, because <laughs> you can click just like random company. They have like a random company button. So you can like, yeah, you can see their shipments and when they come in and yeah, all sorts of things. Very interesting. <clears throat> it's exciting. I mean, it's a, it's a space that I don't know at all. So mm. I'm so curious. I'd be very curious in exploring all of this. Mm. Yeah. So I'll let you know what I discover. But yeah, I, I'm still uh, I'm still looking around at this. Um, I'm still uh, yeah, I'm looking at e-commerce. Um, I, I one minor one that I would like to try is um, I still think feelings for developers is a very good 
idea. So I'm spending a lot of time in e-commerce, but I'm also looking at like other forums where developers hang out, questions they ask. Because every now and again, I feel like on Hacker News, people are like, I make all this money, but I'm sad. <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? And like, I, I vibe with that. I, I know what, I understand what they're talking about. So I've been thinking about um, recording short videos or something like that and putting them on YouTube of just saying like, of, of talking that problem through or writing very small essays and, and putting them on YouTube. Because it feels like there's this whole age of developers that are coming online that use YouTube, that like it, and there's not enough developer content it's a lot of it is like, here's how to refactor something. It's like, no, let's deal with the, let's deal with the, the rough stuff, matters of the heart. Recently in the Small Bets community by Daniel Vicello, mm-hmm. there was a talk by April in, I forgot her last name. Oh, is that, uh, she, uh, something about you, t- she's, I, f- how do I don't know how I, I'm not, sorry, that's rude. I was going to say like, I don't know why I follow her, but no, like at some point I started following her. She, she was something yeah. about NFTs and now she's putting out a YouTube course, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. She's, she, I mean, she's part of Indie Worldwide also. So like okay. I've, I've seen her around mm. and, um, but yeah, that's what she was doing. That's, that's what put her on the map is she was making educational videos about NFTs. Mm. But now, you know, obviously NFT market is cooled off a little bit. <laughs> so she's, yeah, so she's uh, yeah, she's pivoting now to like teaching how to grow a channel on YouTube. Cool. And she's she's basically started from scratch, starting her own channel mm. to basically you know dog food her her own recommendations. Sweet. So she's gonna grow this channel from nothing using what she teaches in the course. Okay. But um, yeah, it was, I would definitely check check her stuff out. Yeah, I will. Like, uh, I mean, I I I listened to the talk. It was a great talk, and. I started like think, oh yeah, like I could use this technique for like making these kind of videos, and and I I got all excited, and then I was like, whoa, wait a second, Mark, what what are you doing? Like you you have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't be on YouTube. <laughs> yes, you should. You absolutely should be on YouTube. <laughs> but no, but. But like, yeah, I get all excited about all these these tricks and these you know these ways of making the videos viral and how to write a title that has a hook and it's all really great advice and it it just gets me all excited and I want to do it but then I remind myself like that's not that's not my unfair advantage Mm. like so like why why am I doing this like interesting and and it's grueling I mean one thing she says is uh you should you should commit to doing one video a week for a whole year before you decide whether this is for you or not wow and I I was like what (laughs) I mean, I think it's great advice, but it's like one year before I can know if this is working or not. That sounds like a big bet. Yeah. I don't like big bets. Agree. Jesus. Yeah. So, okay, cool. That's, that's very useful to know. I might, uh, I might drop in on some of her stuff to see if there's, yeah, see what's going on there. Um, I guess lastly, I've been spending a lot of time looking at different marketplaces. Uh, Rob Walling at one point shouted out like, um, a thing on Rocket Gems. It was like 70 B2B SaaS marketplaces. So I've been looking at some of these marketplaces and I want to call this guy out because this dude is, he's got to be crushing it. <laughs> so I found this, I don't really fully understand what this app is, but it's called Coda, C-O-D-A. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's like a big, it's like a Google Docs, but it has tons of integrations. So you can pull things from other sources and put them into your doc. Um, 
So I took a look at the marketplace and easily half of the integrations are by one guy. Wow. <laughs> so it's this one guy, his name is Lean or Len, and he has done, um, Coda has done some integrations. Maybe they've done 25. He's probably done 65. And I don't know how, I don't really understand how the marketplace pricing works, but it's like the more apps that he churns out, the more bundles he can create, or he can create one mega bundle. And just like, you know, it doesn't cost that much um, to to acquire the mega bundle, but he just has so much stuff in it that like, yeah, he's going to get paid somehow. <laughs> like you use this marketplace for anything <laughs> or use any of his power ups and he's getting, I don't know how much money he'd be, he'd make from this because he's got so many integrations and there's so many different ways to use it. But yeah, he's got to be making a killing. So yeah, I want to call my man out lean, lean Zabreski. You're crushing it, dude. If you're listening to this, good work. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, so there was a whole list of like 20 of these marketplaces? Oh, there's, se- there's a list of 70 of them. Whoa, okay. Yeah, and a lot of them are huge. So like there's CRM stuff, there's customer support. Um, we're running a bit low, uh, low on time, but I, d- I did have a question for you actually about customer support. Um, do you, uh, does Evergreen do any like refunds or anything for you? Like, do you have authorization? Do they, does somebody e- email in and say, oh, I'd like to cancel? And do they handle yeah, that? I, I, I just recently gave them access okay. to my Stripe dashboard. Okay. So you give them, you create like a sub account for them or like some kind of support? Yeah, account? you can invite, uh, invite team members and you can give them different permissions. Okay. So like they could just be read only or they could, uh, or yeah, they could have like just, just a permission to give refunds or, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty good for that. You can control permissions. Got it. Okay. Yeah. In the customer support section, I was looking at some of them. So there's like, you know, Zendesk, intercom, help scout front. And I was looking at some of them and I noticed that like Stripe integrations are missing from most of these. And I was like, that's interesting because if you give, I would assume that if you, you're, you have an agent that's representing you and they need to be able to give a refund, how do they do that? Um, but if you can just give them a login and they log into Stripe and they do something, then that false, that solves the problem. Yeah. You don't necessarily need an integration with Stripe in order to do that. No, exactly. Like they, they get the same interface I have. So they have access to everything they can. Yep. Yeah. So like they can debug, like why, you know, why did their subscription cancel? Mm-hmm. So then they see, oh, look at that. The credit card failed three times in a row, and that's why it yep. was canceled. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff there. Data sources, uh, platforms as a service, and then, yeah, like project planning, financial stuff. Yeah, there's like a whole thing there. I spent some time going through some of those marketplaces to try to get inspired of like, what are people using and how are they using it? It's very interesting stuff. Yeah. I, I tried that uh, years ago, like at the very beginning of my indie hacker journey i met someone who was killing it on the shopify marketplace right so that so i looked into it uh, but, but already it seemed saturated and it was hard to uh, it was hard to create a new app apparently the review process was really slow mm. and it felt like that ship had sailed like, all right i guess i'm too late right but it wasn't easy like i i had a hard time like looking at a marketplace to to figure out what's lacking oh yeah i find it hard like i like i prefer find the problem and then create the solution. Yeah. Then look at the solutions that are there and try to find the void. Like, mm-hmm. cause I'm not even sure if I know what the problem is. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I was more interested in just looking in and thinking like, 
oh, Front has a marketplace. That's kind of like, I think they're used for support. Like, I wonder what tools people are using. I don't know. I don't know anything about support. So it had me thinking right. about your relationship with Evergreen and the kinds of things that they would need access to in order to uh, properly administer the app and or, you know, administer customer accounts so that they can provide better support and that kind of thing. Because, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know and how people are using this stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to just, like, right, exactly. derive right. what a problem could be. That's it. All you see is a list of solutions, and it's hard to figure out what the void is. What's more easier is to see the, the list of problems, and then you see what solutions are out there and which ones are lacking, where the solution could be better or there's no solution. Yeah, so I'm continuing on my my journey for or my my journey of trying to find problems people who are on fire looking for stuff to to work on cool do you have like a do you have like a spreadsheet or something you're like tracking like yeah i, I kind of have like, a I don't know, like like for example is is the g drive fixer like in a spreadsheet somewhere and you've like officially killed it yeah i have a i have a notion doc it's called project ideas okay. and it's just kind of like ideas I have or questions I have and then some ramblings like why are ESP shitty <laughs> and other things like that um, and wow Google Analytics sucks <laughs> yeah you could create yet another analytics product exactly yet another analytics product no I mean at this point like uh, what do I have on this list um, that's like worth sharing yeah I don't know things like yeah like I I've, when I was looking through the marketplaces and I noticed Front doesn't have a Stripe plugin I was asking questions of like how to support manage this kind of thing what one thing that I learned very recently which is very interesting and like question, morally questionable is um, so very recently if you care at all about Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons Wizards of the Coast the company that owns those entities is changing the licensing rules around D&D so it used to be uh, that you as an author could create campaigns or things like that and sell them yourself. But under this new license, if you make a certain amount of money, you owe X percent of that revenue over 300000 to Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, the face you're making right now for, for the <laughs> listeners, like, yeah, it's just, it, it's, the scr- it's the grimace, the scrunched up face and the shake Aww. your head. Like, why do that? great questions come on i know it's it's a it's a what did, grab. did elon musk just buy them like, <laughs> no hasbro bought them <laughs> okay yeah. that's what well it's like it's so um there's a youtube channel i love called legal eagle um if you've ever seen this guy he's amazing he's just a lawyer and he picks things out of the news and talks about the legality of them and he he tackles this so he talks a lot about um the ability to like create this license but also to um uh, to to not petition it, but you know, to to advocate for it and to make the claims and that involved and that sort of thing. So one of the things he said caught me by surprise, and I'm going to do a terrible job of explaining this, but it has something to do with the fact that when you create a uh, a patent, you can't patent instructions. So for example, uh, the the example he used was somebody wrote a book about a new method of bookkeeping and wanted to patent it, but that's not patentable. Because like anybody can follow those list of instructions. I know I'm doing a bad job of explaining it, but something like that. So a good example is Scrabble. Scrabble is a game with rules, but there's been a jillion Scrabble clones. Like, what do you think Words with Friends was? It's a, it's a Scrabble clone. So that made me realize, oh, you know, any board game is clonable. You can take any board game that exists and copy it completely. 
and change the names and likenesses of the tokens that you're using or anything else. And you can just copy that board game and publish it yourself. Or you can publish <laughs> it digitally. So you can just take like, you really like set, because people have been doing this forever with Risk. I know, I know Risk is one of them. It's a very popular game. And Settlers of Catan as well. People want to play Settlers, right. but they can't go to a board game cafe or they want to play with people all the time all over the world. So people make a clone of Settlers of Catan and, uh, and play it on the internet. And you can, you're totally allowed to do that as long as you call it something else. So, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Like it's a little morally questionable for me to like take somebody's hard work and be like, so this is mine now and I'm going to make a mobile game out of it. But you could, and you, you would be protected. Yeah. But they could still send you a cease and desist. Yeah. But they couldn't do anything. Oh, I mean, well, okay. I say this, like, I do not understand the rules and I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything. I watched a YouTube channel or YouTube video and was like, hmm, this is an option. But it seems like you're, yeah, if you change it around enough and you don't make references to the original thing, then you're, your life might be a living hell. And these people are incentivized to make your life a living hell. But yeah, you, exactly. You are in the clear. That's it. It's like, yeah, like I, I just don't want to fight. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, even if you know that you're the right, they could just drag you in court forever mm-hmm. and it's going to, you have to hire a lawyer and it's like, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Well, I would way rather just to prove that you're right. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, you're yeah. Uh, technically right is the best form of right. But like, I I would (laughs) rather be partners with these people. Like, I don't want to rip their work off. I want to work with them because they're geniuses and they're, they're really great at what they do. I would way rather have their blessing than their curses. Um, and and I, I know there's complicated things with like developing a game and then you, I think you sell it to the publisher. Like, I don't know that you own it anymore. Maybe you have your name on it, but that doesn't mean that you own it. Um, I don't know. I know it's complicated, but I thought it was yeah. a very interesting opportunity. There's like a board, board game forums or something like that. There's like, does this website. Board Game Geek? <laughs> no, no, that's not it. It's like it started as a forum that basically where you would rate board games. Mm-hmm. But now, like, you can actually play the board games on it. Damn. And so basically, that's what they do. They they partner up with with game with board games and say, hey, we'll make the digital version. And I don't know what the deal is, but you pay a monthly fee to have access to the site. And they must share it with the, with the original publishers. Mm. But yeah, during the pandemic, that's how my friends and I were playing board games. Yeah, I, I played a little bit using... On Steam, there was, like, a board game simulator. And people would, like, create the tokens and rules and stuff like that. And you could play it in your, like in a, in like a 3d environment. It's kind of cool. Okay. But yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Like we all want to play something. So got to, got to do something. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a running project list and, um, asking myself a couple questions of, or, you know, having broad questions like what do, you know, what do companies that look like X, what, like what do e-commerce companies want? What do they need? What do they not want? Or, or what do they want to prevent? Um, what questions do they have? And just trying to like, trying to be as curious as possible, because I don't know if this happens to you, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm almost, um, I'm jumping the gun where I see a question or something and I'm like, Oh, that could be a product. And it's like, actually, maybe you should like be curious and ask questions and really understand how they think before like jumping into a conclusion of like, Oh, I have an idea for something. It's like, yeah, you have a million ideas, like read more and get curious about things and ask why rather than think I could build that ask why instead it's just because at the beginning of the uh of our conversation you were saying how on last thursday you were you know feeling low like feeling like you were losing momentum 
Mm. So I was trying to think like, how, how could you manage your, your to do like, mm-hmm. or, or all these bets, you know, if you could, you could actually plan them out. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm working on this bet. Mm-hmm. I have all these other ideas for these other ones that I need to, to work on. So that's also part of your to do. I need to, you know, I need to ask questions about this problem to look if there's any products that solve that I already solved this solution right now, mm-hmm. but just to keep that momentum going yeah. so that you don't, you don't quickly like run out of, of things to do. And then, yeah, then you don't do any progress and then you lose motivation. You- yeah. Yeah. So right now I have a, uh, I'm, so I'm trying to work backwards with everything that I do. So right now with e-commerce, my plan is, um, find e-commerce. I can't find it, but my goal is like, okay, so I need to help. Um, my goal was by, I have it here, e-commerce. So by February 14th, I want to have materially helped someone in the e-commerce world. I need to find two new watering holes every day and I need to find where people are talking about their problems. So it's very loose, but at least it's like, am I meeting the bare minimum of finding where people are hanging out and getting ac- knowing that I can get access to those things and talk with those people? Um, yeah, no, that's perfect. So uh, I've already helped one person with the Amazon e-commerce or with the FBA um, API. So they were like, these calls are failing. I don't understand what's going on. It's not behaving properly. And I was like, oh, this is the problem. I, I ran into that too. Here's the issue. And I got an upvote. They're like, yep, thank you. I'm like, great. I helped somebody. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work backwards with everything so that I can, yeah, think in bets and manage my energy and manage like, because it is, I'm so glad we're talking right now. Cause yeah, even coming into this, I was wishing I had something more to show. Like I'm trying these different things and I'm spinning a little bit, but I am making progress. I am, I am getting towards something. I am moving. I don't know. What, yeah. <laughs> I'm moving towards something, but I don't know what that something is. I just need to be making moves. And. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. You're, you're, I think you're doing great. This, like you already, you've, you know, you, you have like three plates spinning already, right? Like the render, the e-commerce, while well, the, the G drive one stops spinning. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Cause you already, yeah. you know, you also looking at marketplaces. So like, mm-hmm. no, I think it, I think it's great. I always just, just want to make sure like you don't lose momentum. Like, yeah. Make sure that you have some kind of like pipeline. You have ideas coming in and you have a process to like know what state they're in, what status they're in. If it's an experiment, like what, when are you evaluating whether the experiment was successful or not? Totally. Yeah. Maybe that's actually something I need to be doing right now, even with the e-commerce thing, it's like, I'm helping the guys out that I know I'm going on the internet. I'm learning some things. I've built something little like that bet isn't taking that much of my time. Sure. I'm investigating and learning things, but it's not that difficult or that hard to, um, uh, it's, it's not consuming. It's not an expensive bet for me to make. So it's easy for me to just keep doing it. Um, so, uh, but attaching that to a larger goal or of, okay, well find something by a certain, it, it, it's, I find a little, I find it a little bit hard to snap a date on that and say, by this time yeah. I need to have something material. Cause I don't necessarily know if that's, if that's how it works. Um, just because you put a date on something doesn't mean that <laughs> it'll be ready by that date. Um, no, exactly. So, but I mean, as long as it's inexpensive and it's not dragging on my time, then it's fine. I don't care. Um, so yeah, finding more bets and managing the bets that I have and, and figuring out like, am I making progress or am I not? Yeah. Cause I just don't want to lose momentum. I'm yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're doing great. So just make sure that you can keep going like this. Mm -hmm. Back to the grind. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Nope. Cool. All right. Well, have a good vacation. Thanks. And I will see you when you're back and we'll do it all again. Awesome. Can't wait to find out what you've done. Me too. I'm going to have a very short update when I come back. (laughs) (laughs) How were the drinks? How was the beach? (laughs) Exactly. How much weight do I have to cut for my next competition? Oh, man. Hey, some things are worth it. (laughs) Cool. I'll catch you later. Awesome. All right. See ya. See ya.